Good evening, listener. I'm glad to have you back. It's it's good to be back. I hope you enjoyed season one of Non Ego Solus podcast. Uh, it wasn't an officially planned season, but uh, turned out to be a convenient stopping point. And uh, I've had I've had a few things going on, so I'm glad to be back talking with you. Um, the next few podcasts, whether they're released over the next few weeks or if we take a Christmas break, uh, they'll cover a variety of topics uh, covering philosophy, culture, I might go into sports, um, and definitely covering some of the uh, natural philosophy the or physics that uh, I've been studying. So you're in for an absolutely fantastic set of podcasts coming up here, and uh Please let me know if there's anything you uh, want me to talk about in particular. I would love to hear from you. So, today we're going to be talking about uh, the nature of human relationships and um, how they, how people interact. So, I'd ask you to uh, sit down, relax, and uh, light a candle and come on this adventure with me. Let's begin. The, the topic, the initial thrust of the, of, the, of the discussion we're going to have is relationships being voluntary, all right? Are they always voluntary? Now, in order to answer this question, let's start by defining our terms, right? What's a relationship? We're going to just define this as, as the, the ways that humans interact. So this is not simply a, a personal, I know you very well. This is just... I interact with you. I'm going to run into you at some point in my life and we're going to chat or you're going to, I'm going to hand you a piece of plastic and you hand it back or I bump into you going down the street. The proposition, right, is that this is the, all of these, all of these interactions are voluntary. So if I go to a social function, I'm choosing to go there. If I go to uh, a family gathering, I'm choosing to be there. That even, even when I am growing up, like children who grow up have a, have a choice to be at home with their families. I, um, that's the assertion that I'm making that I have to now defend. Uh, political groups are voluntarily joined. Financial organizations voluntarily associated with economic bonds, right? Your, your job, you, go to, you, go, you, don't, you aren't forced to go to work. You aren't forced to support a certain uh, sports team. You aren't sports forced to support a certain philosophical idea. You aren't forced to get married to anybody, right? All of these relationships are, are I'm going to claim, voluntary. Now, what is voluntary? The this is where really the crux of the argument comes in. This is where the the challenge actually arises in in defining this argument because voluntary is a it's a tough word right i I've, I've intentionally chosen it because it makes my life harder so there's a couple of definitions that i want to explore one is unconstrained by interference right that's one definition of voluntary unconstrained by interference and another is proceeding from one's own consent or 
choice. And I do think these are different ideas. And I think that's part of the confusion is that these are very, very different ideas. Unconstrained by interference it is a little bit of a, of a, of a tough definition because I could, I could throw in all sorts of interferences into just about any interaction, right? Everything, um, everything that affects a person could be counted as an interference, right? Rain. Oh, it was rainy today. Is that an interference? Well, it depends on the context, but um, if you're an adherent to chaos theory, right, the idea that small, small changes are responsible for uh, larger events, larger instances, right, that large systems, large uh, scale processes have their root cause from small scale interactions, which is a, you know, the has solid mathematical evidence behind it. In that case, then the smallest of interactions, the smallest of, of causes can be attributed to some very large effects, not in, in, in their, ex, not in an isolated instance, right? Of, oh, I happen to be raining, so, you know, I can't take out the garbage. Yeah, you know, maybe, okay, maybe we're there. It happens to be raining, and so I must choose to wear an orange shirt today. Okay, still, so maybe, maybe. It happens to be raining, so I'm going to go live as a hermit in the woods. Eh, now, now we're getting a little bit uh, extreme, but there's still going to be some connection there, right? Uh, in theory, in theory. Um one could, if given all of the causes, draw natural conclusions of certain things. Um, this, this does get to the nature of the will, right? The nature of the human mind, right? Do we have a free will or are we uh, bound to be servants of cause and effect? It's, it's a very, it's an interesting philosophical quandary. However, if, if we can make the argument, and if we define the term of voluntary as unconstrained by interference, because I could make the argument of chaos theory applying to cause and effect, it's not very helpful for the discussion, for me to think of it that way, right? Because then the term becomes f functionally meaningless, right? We're constantly interfered with by, by countless things, right? Light, for example, right? Unconstrained by interference. Well, what about electromagnetic interference? Yeah. Um, it's a ridiculous statement, but it's 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 part of the wishy-washiness of the language, right? Is that's what is that what is meant by un by voluntary, right? In this case, I, I I can't I can't say that. I can't say that that to say that because I can see something, I'm being interfered with, and therefore cannot make a choice um, that is unconstrained is ridiculous, right? The constraints ultimately become the the choice, right? You can't make a choice without constraints. You can't make a decision without having options. So I have to have some basis, some place from which I can make a decision. And that is going to, that, that place of decision is going to be constrained by some factors. As such, I'm going to define voluntary by 
the um, pro- by proceeding from one's own choice, right? That 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 seems to me to be a better a better definition. Um, this this kind of interacts with some other definitions, right? The idea of being compelled to do something is to be um, by definition to drive forcefully is to compel, right? To drive forcefully, to be willing is to be favorably disposed in the mind. Now the problem is these are not antonyms in in my in my mind right now because one could be favorably disposed in your mind to be compelled, right? You could be willing to be compelled. You could willingly allow someone to drive you forcefully somewhere. You know, the amount of force they would need might not be as high as if you were unwilling, but um, you could, in theory, have that condition. It is it is strange, I will admit. However, it is possible. Um, consider, for example, the idea of uh, training, right? If you're trying to train someone, you could willingly make them compel you to do something. If you're trying to make them get better at something, if you're trying to make them get better at assertiveness or argumentation, or, you know, pushing you. You could be willing to do it and yet need them to compel you because that is the ultimate purpose of the interaction. Um, am I saying that, you know, all compelling is uh, is to willing individuals? No, of course not. Of course not. Um, what I'm saying is, I'm assert- what I'm trying to argue about is whether or not the relationship is voluntary. Um, and this is where it gets this is where it's now going to get a little interesting because there are obviously cases where people are not people want to end a relationship, right? There is someone that they are around who they don't want to be around anymore, right? This is a a very bad a bad instance in in all cases right we we've probably all experienced somebody who's been like this where oftentimes it's violence involved someone is out of control someone is hurtful someone is harmful in fact and you want to end that relationship am i saying that the person is at fault if the relationship is voluntary that the that the victim is at fault no the victim is not at fault. The relationship may still be voluntary, right? Proceeding from one's own choice. But what I am saying is that that choice might not be optimal and your choice may be constrained to make certain things difficult or unimaginable based on what you believe about the world. And because of those limitations, those those self-imposed limitations, you're not going to make certain decisions, and that's okay. It's a matter of values at that point, right? We'll get, we'll, we'll get into that, right? The right now we're going to we'll get into that right now. The idea of it being a chosen, the, of relationships being voluntary, right? It, it's a choice. You, in theory, you always have the choice to end a relationship whenever you want to. Now, there are some cases where that isn't entirely true, right? Somebody who is locked in a prison lost that choice, right? That's part of the 
principle of it. In theory, you could still kill yourself. Uh, well, there's very, very high stakes political person who's recently been claimed to do that, and the internet has had fun with that. But, uh, I mean, if he could do it, then, you know. Uh, she was Jeffrey Epstein, seriously. Such a, such a, the, the, well, I'm not going to get into it. Maybe that'll be for another day. But the point being, that is, life is the, is the ultimate bar, right? The thing is, I do not, there are, most relationships are not worth ending your life to get out of, right? Almost every single one. Is not worth that, um, and some are so important that you do need to lay down your life for them. All right, that's there's a there's a balance that needs to be made there. What do I mean by that? Somebody who is, let's let's use the example of an abusive husband. Right? Is it is it technically within a, a woman's that, that woman's power to end the relationship um, whenever she wants? Uh, yes. Is it good for her to? No, not in not in all conditions, and and not all not all choices are of the same value. That's that's what I'm asserting here. I'm not saying, right? I want to be very clear here. I am not saying that she should stay in the relationship. She shouldn't. She should cut it off. Get help. Find somebody. Get get to a position where she's safe. What am I saying? I'm saying that the well, first of all. On the whole, there are other options that can be chosen other than staying in the relationship. That's what I'm saying. And there's always, there's always another option. So, as such, it is a voluntary relationship. Because there's an alternative. Because you can go somewhere else. It's a choice to stay. Because... You are free to leave. You are choosing because you you believe that the conditions are are better in that scenario. And and I don't know the conditions necessary to get you to leave that awful awful relationship, but they are clearly high enough that the person stayed in it for a certain while, right? Maybe it was danger. Maybe it was fear. These are these are valid things for for causing someone to make a certain decision, but the relationship is voluntary. They can leave. There is somewhere else to go, and maybe it's going to be hard, right? Maybe you're going to have to risk something. Maybe you know. Maybe there's kids involved, and then and then your the things you value change, and you make a choice to stick around for the sake of the kids because you think you they need your help or you think that you can't get outside help, right? My point is that people make these choices. They're not they're not abstract concepts. They're not things that just happen. People don't just happen into bad scenarios and they don't just happen to stay there. Does that mean that they're guilty that we should hold them or something that we should shame them for it? No, we should love them for it. We should love them and help them and show them an alternative. Show them something else. Give them something else to choose. 
That's the point of what I'm going through here, right? So I'll continue. I'll continue with a certain uh, thread of ideas. We'll come. We'll come back to this idea here. But I want you to to kind of think of that, about about that. That it's not. I'm not trying to blame someone, blame anyone, for being in the situation they're in. What I'm what I'm trying to say is. We are obliged to find the better solution. We are obliged to find the alternative if we believe the place we're in is bad because we have an alternative somewhere. And we need to weigh where we're at against that alternative. Right. Um, and here's why. Here's why. If we, if we accept that relationships are... Um, are not totally free, then then we'd have to involve some sort of destiny, right? Some sort of ultimate authority that's 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 placing things in, people into certain places. That's causing relationships to to be to come forth, right? That 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 a situation is is unable to be escaped because the the situation was always going to make this the case, right? Destiny, des it was destiny for me to be in this place, um, as. As awesome as that would be for some people, you know, to, to have been destined to end up where they did. The, the problem with this is that the laws of destiny cannot be known. We can't understand exactly how people end up meeting the people they do. We, can, we don't have to say that it's pure luck, but we must function as though it is chance. We must function rather than saying everything is destiny. It is. It is more consistent to say everything is chance. Is it? Is it possible to see some structure within this chance? This 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 total freedom of motion. Yes, there are there are going to be some rules that govern the the people we see. Right as as a person in America who speaks English, I am unlikely to meet a lot of people in India. Thing is, I have, though, right? So, but but the odds are against it, right? The odds are against me, you know, ending up in some small town in the middle of nowhere in India. Does it mean I can't? No, I have every, I have, I have the freedom to do it, right? People in in ancient Egypt had the freedom to to go and meet people in North America. The technology wasn't there, so they were limited, but they had the freedom to do it. That's my point here: is that it's not that. You know, the, saying that everything is chance, everything is arbitrary, doesn't mean that there aren't rules involved around it. What it means is that the underlying principle is that you can't you can't predict the way the world is going to work. You can't predict who you're going to end up with. You can't you can't say, "Well, I'm stuck here." These these are not valid valid points. Because you don't know the the laws of destiny, you don't know the laws of order and structure. What you do know is what you prioritize. What you do know is what you value, and you get to make choices based on what you value, and and based on that, and um, whatever else other people are doing. And if you would like, and and personally I do, providence itself, right? Providence is the you know is our is our replacement for destiny, right? Destiny being that this is set in stone, providence being within the chaos and the and the disorder of people choosing what they want, there is some 
guiding hand behind it, right? As a as a Christian, I do believe that. You don't have to add this into your theory, but the the reason that we have to, um, at least even as a Christian, I, I have to acknowledge some some freedom is because I don't understand the means by which that hand functions, right? I don't understand the mind of God, so I cannot presume to function upon it, right? I know that God will put me here and then this is my destiny. Well, I, there are certain things that I'm supposed to do, but I don't know, I do not know my future. So I'm going to function as though it's up in the air. I'm going to make decisions based on if it's up in the air. And and if it if things change, I will adapt to it and, and trust that ultimately, um, you know, God works all things for good to those who um, love him. So that's the, but, but it's not necessary to believe that because fundamentally I will be functioning under the principle that things are free, that, that, that I have the choice, right? Now, why am I, why am I hammering this in? It's, it's because having choice gives us responsibilities. A, a slave is, doesn't have responsibilities. He has duties. Someone who is in a prison doesn't have responsibilities. He has duties. Someone who is um, a worker doesn't have, he doesn't have the freedom to do whatever he wants. He, has a, he doesn't have necessarily a responsibility to do his job. He has an obligation. He has a, we all have responsibilities to take care of the people we love. But we don't have the uh, that responsibility in, in, in the things that we are not free towards, right? So another example. If, uh, if you're in debt, especially with like college loans, you got to pay that back or else suffer the consequences. That's not freedom. That's not a responsibility. That's a debt. That's a, that is something that must be done. If you choose to take out a, uh, well, to, to buy a car, taking care of that car is your responsibility. You're not, you're not obliged to do that, right? I know that firsthand. Um, but it's a very good idea. In fact, to to properly order yourself in the things that you are free about, right? The things that you have voluntarily done or the things that are within your voluntary control, you have responsibility over. So under this context, if you are freely choosing to interact with other people, if you are freely choosing to to be around other people, then you have a responsibility to manage those relationships, to take care of those people as they need you to treat them as they need to be treated within that context. And that's where, that is why I do believe that relationships are voluntary. Now, obviously I listed a couple of conditions there, right? Slaves, right? But, but yeah, slavery is... I'm not going to say slavery is a choice, but there's a lot of people who ran. There's a lot of people who escaped. Um, 
there's a I'm I'm not saying that that it's always the right choice though. That's the thing. There there may be a choice. But uh, you need to understand whether it is the most important way to serve everyone you are around, right? If you're voluntarily choosing to be in a prison versus trying to um, serve your time and get out, right? If you're voluntarily choosing to disrupt people and stay in there longer, or if you've already voluntarily chosen to do something and you're facing the consequences of it, um, then then maybe you have a responsibility to other people around you. All right? Maybe because you've chosen a certain path and you're facing the consequences, now the people you are around, who you choose to interact with in that prison, the guards, your inmates, those people, you are responsible in that regard. You may not be responsible for where you go to sleep, but you are responsible for the people you're around. If you are a, sl a slave, right, and you have a family to take care of, you're responsible to that family. You have to take care of them because you chose to relate to those people. And so maybe running away isn't the best way to serve them. So can we blame the people who didn't? Can we blame the men who stayed? No. Because they had other responsibilities because they were free in that regard. So maybe saying all relationships are voluntary is a bit of a stretch, but I do think even that a slave's responsibility to his master, if he does not understand the laws of destiny that bind him to this person, is a responsibility, not an obligation. I know I said the different thing earlier, but I'm, I'm nuancing the point now that I've made a an ex, uh, a change of a change point, and I'm going to now nuance it here. It's because he could do something else. He had he had some alternative way of interacting with this person, and and you know the slave's decision on whether he's going to be um, a, a an honorable servant, whether he's going to to be a a good man in spite of however his his master treats him, right? Or employer, right? Let's do employer, right? Whether you're going to be a good employee or a bad one, whether you're going to you know do your best or not, whether you're going to respect the person in authority over you or not, that's a choice. And because it's a choice, it's a responsibility. So now, now because we are responsible for how we interact with this person, because, because I now am responsible for how I interact with every single person who I who I meet. I need to understand what's my role in each condition, right? What's my what's my relationship need to be with the cashier? Well, it's going to be different from a good friend. But there are some general rules. Um, and so I'd like to list a few a few points here, right? What what are the different responsibilities for us? Because because people, if, if, they have, if we have the choice to interact with them, they have the choice to interact with us as well. So what, what, what should we do to make that interaction go as well as possible? To make it as beneficial for both people? To serve the other person and let them serve us? Right? To, to bring a point of equilibrium and, and growth? Right? Is that going to be possible with everybody? No. But, but here's a few ways we could, we could help that. 
right? Listen to the other person. Care for them. Find out what they need. Be honest with them. Be truthful with them. Be kind toward them. Love them as your neighbor. Know that know and understand that they don't they don't need what you need. Don't don't expect them to be like you because they're not. Expect them to be themselves. Right? If we want to truly serve our neighbor and love our neighbor, we have to look at them and ask, what do they need? Right? What can I give them? Sometimes that's going to be love. Sometimes somebody just needs love. Sometimes they need tough love. Sometimes they need reproach. Sometimes we need to, to admonish them for doing something wrong. Sometimes they might need argument where they need to defend themselves for what they did wrong. Or maybe it didn't, they didn't do it wrong. Maybe they need the opportunity to defend themselves. Right? Maybe they just need to talk. But maybe they need an opportunity to be taught. Right? And just to listen to you. Maybe they need your attention. Maybe they need their own privacy. Right? Maybe they need interaction right? and engagement. Or maybe they just need support. There's a, there's a plethora of options here. Which makes life, which honestly makes life hard. There's a lot of different ways we could help people and a lot of different things that they might need. And oh my gosh, it's so complicated. How could I possibly, how could I possibly know? Well, people are different. People choose who they spend their own time with. So respect that time. If we respect the time other people placed in us and respected their needs, serve them as we could. If we were honest, open, kind. If we understood that they might have different priorities than we do, and we, we tried to explain that in a loving way when there was a disagreement. If we were willing to change, if we found that our, our way of doing things was not going to serve them. If we were willing to let go of something that we cherished that we didn't value as critical because it wasn't helpful to them. That's a good starting point. It's a good way to let people know you actually care and that they are they are that important to you. And and not all people are going to be in need of that from every other person, right? You have to you have to make a choice on who you spend your time with. We all do. Frankly, we already do. That's what I'm saying. That's my argument. Everyone already chooses who they're going to be around. I do. You do. And it's, it's a call for me to examine myself. And I'd, I'd ask you to do the same. Why and who have you chosen to spend your time with, to interact with? How have you chosen to interact with them? And what does that say? How are they understanding this? Because they might not see the world the way you do. And is there a way that you can serve them better? Is there a way that you, you've done something because you felt comfortable with it, but it wasn't very helpful for them? Is there a relationship that you, you, you lost, that you want back, that you, could, that you think you can rectify? Or is there something you can learn from 
a relationship that, that went bad that you want to apply to somebody else. It's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of factors involved. And, and ultimately, I think the biggest question that I have to ask myself is, what does the people I interact with and the ways I interact with them have, what, what do those things have to say about who I am? How do they define me? And does that make me the person I want to be? Am I, am I satisfied with that? And, and do I want to continue that? Or, or should I try and seek for the people who I, I, should better, I could better serve? Um, if, if relationships are voluntary, I have a choice. I have a responsibility to find people who I can serve, to find those people in my life already who I'm not serving the way I should. And I'd ask that that, uh, you join me on this adventure. I I do thank you for at least joining me on this particular instance of this grand adventure. Um, this this podcast here for thank you for listening um knowing that that you're out there listening is honestly the reason that i can go off for a month and 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 want to come back and 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 uh share this with you so thanks so much for um that that support that you've given me and you don't you don't you really don't know how how much it means but uh, it's it it's it it I value it a lot. You know, I'm having a hard time. I've been sitting here for 30 minutes talking, and now, now it's the hard part. Um, so, yes, thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic, fantastic evening. And uh, may the light that guides your meditation, examination, and life be the light that does not perish, unlike the flickering candle that we lit about 30 minutes ago.